What a blessing. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, such a blessing to be here. I don't have to stand here tonight and tell you uh, how much that I appreciate you and love you. We have been here every step of the way ever since Brother Charles came to Woodland Hills and we have grown to love you so, so much. And I love Brother Charles and Becky. We go back a long, long way together. And I guess I'm going to be the oldest preacher on the program this year. I tried to get out this year and told Brother Charles there's guys standing in line that would give anything to stand in this pulpit in this service tonight. But I am grateful and thankful that Brother Charles invites us to come. But I am trying to decline every year not to come. Not that I wouldn't want to come to the conference, but not to preach. But uh, he just continues to insist. And you know you can't get around Charles. Amen. And so we appreciate that. Let me just kind of tell you something kind of funny. I told you before that every Sunday when we get home, uh, my oldest daughter that lives with me uh, takes care of me. And we, we listen to Woodland Hills every Sunday uh, as soon as we get home from our church. And uh, my oldest daughter loves the music, loves the music. And she'll turn on the iPad as she's getting lunch ready for us. And, and, uh, and, and Paula, I want to say this to you tonight. Uh, she, uh, she loves you. And she, uh, uh, she'll say, uh, pa Paula's got those red boots on. It's going to be good today. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing what people think about. But when Paula has those red boots on, it's going to be high tempo. And so... Uh, uh, Cindy notices that, and, and we, we love that. Now, I don't, you know, I don't listen much of the music. I, I, I go for the, 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 the message part, amen? I'm a little more spiritual, you know, up there. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Uh, I do listen to Brother Charles. I love to hear Brother Charles preach. Uh, I tell you what, we need more preachers like that today that would stand in the pulpit and preach God's Word. And I love Brother Case. I, I, I just love to listen to Brother Case. Uh, I think one, when he preached that series on Jonah, it was one of the best series that I ever heard, uh, ever preached. And I, I love your preaching. I love your style. I love uh, your insight and, and the words that you share. And thank you for ministering to my heart as well. And so uh, this church is special, and we appreciate you so much. And, but you didn't get me here to say that. I want to share with you, you know, I, I, I said not long ago, is there any good news in the world today? Uh, I mean, be honest, you know, I, I just be honest. I, I've just got to where I don't even watch the news anymore. I tell you, if you turn on the news, you'll, you'll walk out more depressive. Uh, you'll, you, you know, you'll think the whole thing's over with, amen. And I just got to where I don't watch the news anymore. Uh, but folks, I want to tell you, there is some good news going into 2022. And I want to share some of that good news with you tonight. I know that some of us have had a very difficult, difficult time. Uh, last couple of years with COVID and everything that's going on, uh, you know, they said, get the vaccine. Everybody jumped on the vaccine and I took the vaccine. And then they said, you got to get the booster. And then we jumped on the booster. And now they're saying, maybe they're going to be around four, you know, and, and we don't know how long it's going to last. And it seems like it just keeps coming in waves and gasoline. Look at what gasoline's done. Uh, if you got a diesel, you really notice it. Amen. I mean, you're up there in the $3.69, 79 cent gallons. 
look at food prices. I mean, everything is just continuously going up, 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 up in a way. And people are struggling. People are having a difficult time. So many places that I go to, I find people that are just, just struggling, just trying to hold on. And many of them, even though they never say it with their lips, they, they think in their heart, is there, is there any good news left at all? But I want to share some of that good news with you tonight going into 2022. If you don't hear anything, I, I hope tonight that you will leave here to know tonight that even though the circumstances around us may be difficult, but folks, this is not our home. We're just passing through, amen? And so if you have your Bible, and I want you to turn with me to the book of Exodus. This is familiar. Exodus chapter three. You remember leading up to this. This is the story of Moses at the burning bush. You remember that? The Bible said that he killed the Egyptian, you remember, and word got back to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was looking for Moses, and Moses fled for his life. And you remember he got out there by the well, and the daughters had come to draw water, and they kept running the daughters off in order to take care of their sheep first. Moses stood up for the daughters and, and, and helped them get their sheep watered. They go home, they tell daddy, they said, daddy asked them, said, why are you home so early? They said, because there was this man by the name of Moses that was there and he stood up for us and he helped us and we got the sheep fed early and we come home and they said, he said, why didn't you invite him to come home for a meal? And you remember the story and, and Moses uh, marries one of the daughters and, and now we pick up in chapter three He's been out here in the desert now for 40 years, 40 years. And the Bible says in, 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 in Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 2, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burnt with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. I want you to notice that God never spoke until Moses turned to the bush. You know, I encounter people all the time that just simply say, well, I'm waiting on God. No, we're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us. Moses had a desire to see something that he had never saw before. He wanted to experience something that he had never experienced before. You see, I believe that many times we miss God, not because we're just waiting on God, but simply because we do not have a desire to see something that we've never saw before or to experience something that we've never experienced before. Moses sees this bush it intrigues him in order that he turned aside to see the bush. In the, out of the bush, God spoke to Moses. And you remember what happens? The Bible says in verse uh, 5, he said, Draw not hither, put off thy shoes from off of thy feet, for the place whereby thy standeth is holy ground. Moreover, I said that I am, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Listen to this one. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people, which are in Egypt. 
And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. And I've come down, now listen, to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, a large land, unto a land that flows with milk and honey. Let me remind you, God didn't come in order to put you down. God came in order to pick you up. He said, I've heard the cry of my people, and I'm going to come to deliver my people, and I'm going to bring them to a land, a good land, a land of plentifulness. Notice what he says in verse 9. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up before me, and I've also seen the oppression whereby the Egyptians have oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, Certainly, I will be with thee, and this shall be a token of thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. What a tremendous passage of Scripture. As we leave 2021, moving into 2022, the strength that we could draw from this passage of Scripture. What does it say to you and I tonight? Because you see, in this room tonight are people that are struggling. There are people that are going through a difficult time in their life. There's people in this room that some way, somehow, that you hope, that you pray, that you believe, that maybe, could be, that maybe things will get better. Because you've had enough of the bad. Now you want the good. So what is the good news from this passage? Here's some good news tonight. The first thing that I want you to notice is simply this. God doesn't change. That's good news. Notice what happened. He said, he said, whom shall I say that has sent me? He said, you tell them that I am that I am has sent you unto them. You see, the good thing about God, he's the same God of yesterday that he is today that he will be tomorrow. God doesn't change. Now, my friend, everything around us may change. Circumstances may change, but God doesn't change. He is still God. You see, my friend, I want to tell you something. You can't allow circumstances around you to govern who God really is. Because I want you to know that, my friend, God is not moved by circumstances. He's still on the throne. Amen. The COVID hasn't caught God by surprise. My friend, finances hasn't caught God by surprise. Situations haven't caught God by surprise. God doesn't change. That's good news. You see, my friend, to the broken, he's the healer. 
To the lost, he's still the seeking shepherd. And to those that are in darkness, he is the light of the world. To those that are hurting, he is still the comforter. To those that are sick, he's still the great physician. And to the sinner, he's still the savior of the world. And to the lonely, he is the one that will never leave you nor forsake you. Seven times in the book of John, the Bible says, Jesus said, I am. Those are the ones that we're so familiar with. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and life. I am the good shepherd. You see, my friend, I want you to know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, he is, always will be, and that's good news. Well, you say, well, that really hasn't convinced me enough. Let me give you some good news, more. And that is simply this. God had not forgotten about Moses. Forty years out there in the desert. And all of a sudden, this day, all of a sudden, Moses sees something he's never saw before. And out of that burning bush, guess what happened? God spoke to Moses. Sweetest words that Moses could have ever heard when he heard God say, Moses, Moses. Have you ever been there? Have you, have you ever thought of how that Moses must have felt out there for 40 years? Had made a tremendous mistake in his life. Had fled for his life and had lived out there for 40 solid years. And I would imagine that there were times that Moses felt like that nobody really cared about Moses anymore. And if there was one that certainly didn't care about Moses, it would have been God, that he was just finished. Have you ever felt that way? Oh, maybe not through a tragic mistake that you've made, but have you ever been out there when you felt like the weight of the world was upon your shoulders? And the rain was falling, the thunder was, and the lightning was flashing. And all of a sudden you just felt like the, you looked around and, and there was no one there. Have you ever just felt like that sometimes, that no matter how close that you tried to walk with God, that sometimes you just cry out and say, God, I just, I just want to feel you, God. I just want to know you, God. You know, the thing that I've struggled with, and I've never hit it, you know, you said, that's my biggest problem. But I never knew nothing about grief until I've had to walk through this. And I had people come up to me and they'd say, Listen, it'll get better. It's going to get better. Every day is better. And you know what I was finding? That every day was getting harder and harder. And sometimes I just feel like Moses must have felt out there in the desert. God, I just need you. God, have you forgotten me? God, do you care? Where are you, God? 
See, God had forgotten about Moses. You think about Peter. Peter made it that great challenge and said, Lord, not you. I'll go to prison. I'll die, but not you. And Jesus said, Peter, you're going to deny me, man. Before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. You remember the story. He denies Jesus, and Jesus turns and looks at him. And what does the Bible say? That Peter went out and he wept bitterly. What do you think he felt like out there? He must have felt like that God couldn't care about him. He wasn't near the person he thought he was. But you and I remember reading that when Jesus was raised from the dead, there was only one disciple that Jesus mentioned to go and tell that he was not there. He said, go and tell Peter that I've risen from the grave. You know what he was doing? He was sending Peter a message. Peter, I haven't forgotten you. I haven't given up on you, Peter. You're still important. That's good news. Jonah in the belly of the fish. What do you think he felt like? If there was anybody that God could have given up on, don't you think it could have been Jonah? But in the belly of the fish, Jonah cries out and God says, Jonah, I haven't forgotten you. What about Samson? Poked his eyes out, beat him, chained him to pillars. But he cries out. God says, Samson, I haven't forgotten you. I haven't forgotten you, Jonah. Uh, 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 Samson, you see, God hasn't forgotten you. That no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter how you feel sometimes, God hasn't forgotten you. That's good news. Sometimes that's the only news that sometimes that we have that can hold us together is to know that God doesn't forget his children. But not only does God not change, and not only does God remember Moses, but I want you to notice that God can restore you. That's good news. Notice what he told Moses. He says, therefore, I will send you. He said, Moses, I'm going to use you. I'm going to restore you. Wow. I'm glad tonight that we serve a God of second chances. And God's of third chances, just like the pastor said a moment ago. Being where he was at 14 years old. Well, how grateful and thankful we are that God didn't give up on you. And God, as he said a moment ago, reached down as low as he could reach maybe and picked up a young man. But God is using him mightily. He can restore us back into that position that God can use us. He restored Peter. He restored Jonah. He restored Samson to pull down the pillows. And God can restore you. That no matter who you are, no matter where you failed, God can pick you up. He showed us that in the potter and the clay. He didn't throw the clay away. 
but he reached into the clay till he found that pebble that was more in that clay. And the Bible said he threw the pebble away and took the clay and began to remake it. Aren't you glad tonight that God doesn't throw his people away? That's good news. That no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what has ever happened, God cares about you. That's good news. The third thing that I want to mention is simply this about this story here is that God can not only restore you, but God can use you. It's what the pastor said a moment ago, that we're all ambassadors. The Bible said that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing himself, but has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ. God can use you. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned as a pastor before I went into evangelism was that we're not all alike. When I got out of seminary, I thought that I was going to take a church and everybody would like me until I became a pastor. Because everybody wasn't like me, amen? And I wasn't like everybody else. But you know, the thing that I learned was that no matter who we were, we were all important. And even though that I may not can do what you can do and you cannot do what I can do, we can all together do something. Paul likened it to a body with many members. He said, one member can't say to another member, because I'm not like you, I can't, I'm not part of the body. He said, that's ridiculous. He said, as a matter of fact, some of the very ones, uh, part of your body that you think is less important is some of the most important parts of your body. God has a place for each and every one of us. That no matter who you are, no matter where you are, God can use you to make a difference in the kingdom of God. That's the whole purpose of life. Jesus said, talking about man's salvation, he said, what should a man profit if he gains the whole world but yet loses his soul? But my friend, I want to tell you something. God didn't save us in order to sit. God saved us in order that we could serve and to be useful for the kingdom of God. Every one of us in this room tonight has a place in the kingdom of God. And he said to Moses, I want to use you. I'm going to send you. I'm going to use you to deliver my people. What the pastor said just a moment ago, that everywhere we go are people that are lost, people who need Jesus. The amazing thing of it is that even though that we're all witnesses, we all can't win everyone, but everyone can win one. The person you reach, I may not be able to reach, and the people I reach, you may not be able to reach, but all of us can reach somebody. Last Tuesday, I was invited at 7 o'clock. Our, our city has a, a citywide men's uh, uh, prayer time of businessmen. I was invited to come and share my testimony because y'all have heard it in this church before how that at the age of 28 I had everything that anybody would have thought was success. But all they could see was the outside appearance. They didn't, couldn't see the inside. They wanted me to come and share my testimony with those men of our community, of our city, of how that no matter how high you climb, no matter how much money you make, no matter what house you live in, no matter what kind of a car you drive, my friend, you can fool the world, but you can't fool yourself. There's an emptiness in every man. You see, my friend, I want to tell you, 
There's opportunities all around us of people that are dying without the Lord Jesus Christ, and we must seize every opportunity. And so that's good news that God can use you. The last thing that I want to say is simply this. Good news, God doesn't change. He's the same God of yesterday that he is today that he will be for tomorrow. God doesn't change. World may change, circumstances may change, but God, you can anchor it, amen? I mean, Charles preached on that last Wednesday. See, I listened last Wednesday night. Well, we ought to anchor ourselves to, amen? We ought to anchor something. We ought to be anchored to something. And Charles talked about it Wednesday night. We ought to anchor to the virgin birth. We ought to anchor ourselves to Jesus dying upon the cross. We ought to anchor ourselves that he was buried. We ought to anchor ourselves that he rose from the dead. We ought to anchor ourselves that he ascended to heaven. We ought to anchor ourselves that one day Jesus is coming again. There are some anchors in our life that we need to be anchored to. Now, Charles don't think I listen to him, but I do. I listened. He pays me to listen. But folks, God doesn't change, amen? That's the reason that we can be anchored to Him. That no matter who you are, God knows where you're at. That's good news. There's people in this room tonight that are hurting. There's people in this room tonight that's lonely. There's people tonight in this room tonight that just wants to know that God hasn't forgotten you. God hasn't forgotten you. And that God can restore you and that God can use you as he's never used you before in your life. That's good news. The last thing that I want to mention is simply the whole heart of this story. God wants to save you. That was the very purpose of God calling Moses. He had heard the cries of his children. And he said, I'll come to deliver my children, to bring them unto a land, unto a good land, a large land, unto a land that flowed with milk and honey. God didn't say, I'm going to come to put them down. I'm going to come to deliver them. You see, in this room tonight, there's somebody here tonight that needs to be saved. That's the greatest news that you could ever hear. Is that tonight that you could walk out of this room, as Pastor said a moment ago, knowing without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven. It's not a hope so. It's not a think so. It's not a maybe so. It's a no so. Just as I told those men last Tuesday morning, I walked down an aisle in a little country church at eight years old. I was baptized with a preacher's son that night. But I knew all about God, but I didn't know God through a personal relationship. And there's a big difference. Billy Graham says there's going to be a world of people that will miss heaven only from their mind to their heart. They had it in their mind, but they never experienced it in their heart. You can be the most religious person in this room. You can be the most attentive person in this room and be here every time the doors open and still be lost. 
You say, Brother Herman, I'm a Baptist and I'm a good Baptist. You're not going to get there being a Baptist. You're only going to get there through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to know the best news that you'll hear tonight is that Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. And you may be that person tonight that God wants to say to you that the greatest news that you could hear tonight going into 2022 is that you need to be saved and saved tonight. My question to you tonight is simply how much time do you have? We don't know. But we know that we have this time. And if you're here tonight and you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, don't need to give you the whole plan of salvation. You already know that. But you've never accepted that in your heart. It's one thing that Jesus died for those on the mission field, but it's something else to know that he died for you. That it was your sins that he took to the cross. And it is you that need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe tonight's that night. Maybe tonight you're here tonight and you would just simply say, you know, the best news I could hear tonight is that God knows where I am. Maybe the best news you can hear tonight is that God wants to use you or restore you. I don't know. Maybe the best news you could hear tonight is that God doesn't change. He's still God. So how will you go into 2022? Moved by the circumstances of the world around you? Or will you only be moved by what this book says? That's your choice. Let's bow our heads. With every head bowed and every eye closed.